Coming to you live, it's San Miguel Talk Story, a bilingual podcast presented by the San Miguel Storytellers and the San Miguel Literary Sala. Uh, okay, so our next storyteller is doing a story called Sweet Little Sixteen, so please give it up for Chipper Roth. A month before my 16th birthday, the confirmation class of Temple Emmanuel in Birmingham was on a youth exchange program in Memphis, Tennessee. We were all ensconced in the golden ghetto of Memphis. And that summer, a transformation from ugly duckling to I hope a beautiful swan had started with a visit to the diet doctor. He gave me little green and white capsules, and my baby felt fat and melted away. No more pumpkin Miller. No more pumpkin. Better than that, I'd gone to the contact lens doctor and got the new thing, contacts, to replace the bottle-thick glasses I'd worn since the second grade. No more fish eyes. <laughs> so the Goldsteins, our host, gave us the car on Saturday night and said we could stay out late. We drove around, stopped at the Crystal Burger to get a little bag of those burgers that were about 12 for a buck. And in front of us in line was this guy, weird. He was wearing sunglasses. It was at night. He was kind of greasy. So I figured I could practice my flirting and no harm would be done. And he ordered a crate, a Craver's crate, which is 120 burgers. So there was plenty of time to chat us up. I decided to bat my eyelashes like I'd seen the little southern blondes do, but the contact started to fall out. <laughs> then I started to flip my hair. Well, I'd had it done in a Jackie O. Buffont flip the day before the beauty parlor it didn't move. <laughs> he didn't seem to mind. He said, hey, watch y'all girls come on down at the Sun Studio tonight. I'm the drummer for Jerry Lee Lewis. You'd be good inspiration for Jerry. Jerry Lee Lewis was my favorite, much better than Elvis. I've been practicing dancing for the sock hops. It's a great balls of fire and a whole lot of shaking going on since I was a little girl listening to American Bandstand. I tried to be cool. But so I said, well, thank you so much for the invitation. That was so kind of you. We'll try to stop by. But the Goldstein girls didn't want to go. They were sneaking out to the drive-in to meet their boyfriends. I figured I could use that. I've seen those movies. Why don't you just drop me off at the studio? I got plenty of money for taxi. I'll get home, leave the window open, I'll sneak in and be quiet as a mouse. At the studio, a little colored boy let me in to this huge cavernous space as big as this, and there was a glass chamber. It looked like a cockpit of an airplane. And inside was my hero, Sam Phillips. Now, he recorded Elvis, everybody, B.B. King, Muddy Waters, and he's a, like controls like a pilot. I almost fell over, and then I look in front of me, and there is Jerry Lee Lewis smiling at me with his famous lopsided grin, bigger than on a TV screen that we had in those days. He tossed his golden curls, and they moved. I went and sat down, and he got up. He kicked the piano bench aside and started playing 88 keys with his elbows, his hands, his feet, his toes, his nose. I was drunker on him and on freedom and on the music than the, moon, the guy in the corner, the bass player, I guess it was, playing. He was drinking moonshine out of his flask. But I was more drunk. I, at one point, I felt like I was God, watching God turn into God, into the music and into me. And after the third take of Sweet Little Sixteen, there was a 
silence in the room, but it vibrated. Sam comes running out and says, that's a wrap. And he looks over at me and says, Jerry beats the boogie so hard, there ain't nothing left but the sound of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> then Jerry comes over to me, takes me by the arm and says, hey, I want to show you something. Takes me outside and there's this lime green Cadillac. He was so excited. He says, I just got this yesterday, all new in 62. The grill, the top, it looks like a convertible even when the top's up. Look at this. Look at the headlights. They're clear, but they turn red. Zero to 117 and a half seconds. Let's go somewhere. I didn't care where. I didn't care that he was twice as old as me, and I sure didn't care he wasn't Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that mattered again. So he starts driving down to the end of Beale Street, and we park on a levee overlooking the Mississippi, and he pulls me into his arms and gives me a kiss. <sighs> There's never been a kiss ever like that. It went on and on and on. And he starts playing my body like a piano. I wanted to be his piano. I wanted him never to stop playing me. All of a sudden, he pulls away, hangs his head over the steering wheel, and my world crumbles. He didn't like me after all. I guess I was still too fat. I guess I didn't know how to kiss. All of a sudden, he says, you know, I really think you should be married when you make love to a woman. But when I meet a gal as pretty as you, I don't know if it's the devil tempting me or God passing out free tickets to paradise. <laughs> Come on, let's go somewhere else. So we drive out of town down these little country roads, far over the county line, and I'll never get that smell of gardenias and honeysuckle and southern pines out of my nose. I've been looking ever since. It's in no perfumeria I ever found. I still like to clean with pine sole. <laughs> so we get to this old fishing lodge, and he parks, and we get out, look at the moon for about a minute, and then he says, let's get in the back seat. Well, we start up where we left off, and we're petting and neck and hot and heavy, and he's going around the bases like Willie Mays that summer. <laughs> and at one point, he gets down on his knees on those thick floorboards, and he lifts up my wide madras, new dress, the halter top, and he says, I'm reading from the book of life. <laughs> well, there are acres of leather in the back seat of the Cadillac, and we slipped and slid, and all of a sudden, there's blood on that white leather. He falls to his knees. Oh, Jesus, forgive this sinner. God, forgive me my sins. Oh, I didn't know what to do. So I started praying back. Shema, Yisrael, Adonai, Lohanu, Adonai, Lohud. Thank you, dear God, for the blessing of this night with Jerry Lee. Well, that made him laugh, it did. I said, Jerry, we got to get home. Those people are going to wake up. He said, oh, sweet. Just one more little time. So we did it another way. And then we did it. Another way. And the sun's starting to come up. So he starts driving home, and he's playing me. I swear he composed his next year hit, which was Teenage Letter on Membody. <laughs> At one point, he starts laughing like a maniac. It's the car. DeVille, devil. Cadillac devil, DeVille. I'm going to trade this thing in for a Lincoln Continental tomorrow. <laughs> well, nothing happened. I got in, no problem. And never saw Jerry again, but that was okay. I followed his career, though, and he was the first rock and roll musician ever inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986. And even better, he was 80 on September 29th. Sold out the Palladium in London and every club in Europe. All I want to say is, happy birthday, Jerry Lee Lewis, and thank God you're still rocking, and thank God sweet little 16 lives on in my 16-year-old body. <laughs> Thank you.
The San Miguel Storytellers is a non-profit organization intent on bringing back the oral tradition of storytelling to San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. If you would like to make a donation, volunteer, or get more information, visit sanmiguelstorytellers.com. <laughs>